Hey guys, welcome to Catholic. It's Pia. Abigail's over there in Halifax. Um, (laughs) It's been a scorcher here in Canada, like an actual scorcher, like 35 degrees here, 40 degrees in Halifax. Yo. Yeah. Also, fun facts. We've been trying to start this podcast for a while now, but it has, it has, it's working now. You know what? It is. Spirit, man. Holy spirit. Dog, my brother, and like just my my side. It's not Abigail's side, it's just my side. <laughs> which, hap- which doesn't happen very often. Usually my side's the quiet side. And then Usually your my right. side is super loud because I have tons and tons of siblings who love to just run around and do all of their fun things. And it's just always yeah. kind of hectic over at my house. So, Which yeah. is totally good. Oh, I would totally love to be over there. It would be so fun. Yes, it's definitely fun. It's like there's never a dull moment, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Also, the setup I have, because I have a fan on, because it is a scorcher of a day. Um, it's kind of funny to look at. It's like I'm in a cave. Abby can see it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. She's literally, like, has two pillows, I think, that are, like, kind of against her head. And <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. She, like, her little head is, like, squished. And then her um head is like close to the microphone and she's just like speaking but her arms are like curled up so that she's like i don't know you look kind of cozy not gonna lie it is real cozy it's a bit warmer in the box than outside the box but it's okay i have the fan on my back it's fine it's, it kind of feels like a workout the sweat a not, workout. Not, okay not the well, I'm not that sweaty right now. Actually, like, I'm not gl- I'm not glistening, so it's okay. I don't think I am. But look at myself. I don't think I am. You look beautiful, um, as always. Oh, you too. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. How was your week, Abigail, so far? Or I guess, like, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of what I've done this week. And you know what? I've not done much. Oh my goodness, wait. I did one exciting thing, guys. Okay, okay, okay. Let me tell you. I'm so excited. Okay, this is something that I'm very excited about. Okay, so I think, I don't know if it was last week's episode or the week before that, but we talked about how there was like a heat wave again. Okay, pretty much the heat wave here is just not ended. Like it's just going on. Anyways, so I had to wear this like, um, heat blanket in this heat wave when you're recording the last episode and honestly throughout the whole week of I think this was last week so yeah that whole week I was having to wear like this heat pad and like I was having a lot of neck pain and back pain and just like my goodness guys I've had neck problems for my whole life pretty much but especially these last few months it's been really intense so the exciting thing that happened is I went to the chiropractor I'm so happy yes. about it. <laughs> yeah. So I went to the chiropractor, got all fixed up. Um, yeah, I my chiropractor said it was quite intense what my body was. Uh, yeah, I was just really out of place. And he's like, oh, very happy you came. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he fixed me all up. And here I am. I feel great. My neck feels like how a 19-year-old's neck should feel. Like, just perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, how does that feel? Because, like, I feel like I have, like, 80-year-old knees, but I've had that since I was 15. So, you know, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Joints, man. Joints are messed up with joints and bones. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. My week's been good. Still obsessed with Hamilton, guys. Guys, that's still a thing. It's come up every episode till I'm not obsessed. Unless you guys are like comment and like you slip into our DMs and say, yo, stop talking about Hamilton. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> but I don't okay. talk about it a lot. I just talk about like how I like it a lot. Like I like it a lot. And it's like it's really fun. It's really cute. Um also another thing I got into brand new. What's his what's the- his name? <laughs> What's the artist's name? I forgot. His name is... Oh, wait. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I want to say Ben. Ben? His name ben is Rector. Ben. Rector. Rector. Ben Rector. That's right. Yeah, so I've been, like, binging that album. Which is, like, good. I'm, like, I am, like, expanding my musicalness outside of Hamilton. Thank goodness. Like, I love when I'm, like, in, like, my bouts of, like, um, obsessions, I guess, if you'd like to say that. Um, but I'm, it's a breath of fresh air to listen to, Brent, like, Ben Rector's brand new album. But it's not brand new. It's, like, old. It's, like, from 2015. Yeah. The the album is called Brand New, but it's yeah. not actually, like, a brand new album. Kind of confusing. But, you know. Yeah. And, like, so I listened to that. Also, I was turned off by Ben Rector for a while. Not saying it's a bad reason. It's just like I listen to a lot of Ben Rector, specifically one song. I think it's like Without You yeah. or something. Yeah, we heard that song a lot. When Pia and I were on net, there was like a certain drama that we did because that's a big part of our ministry is doing dramas for our retreats. And that was just one of the songs. Um, yeah, we heard it all the time because we would do practice and it was just always there. And we would do retreats and boom, there it is again and just start it on the daily. <laughs> so I was, I was kind of like turned off by him not saying that was his only song but I was like I don't want to listen to Ben Rector and then um, so one of the actors from like the original Broadway cast of Hamilton listened, listened, like said in the interview oh I'm like jamming out to like Brand New by Ben Rector and I'm like hmm okay I trust you so I'll like listen to that and I listened to it and I was like fire and I made Abigail listen to it and she likes it it's I don't good. know if yeah. obsessed as I am but like yeah, I listened. I added four songs to my playlist from the album, which is like pretty good because usually I'm not someone to do that. Like I like song. I I really get obsessed with an artist, but I like usually like one song, one or two songs from like multiple albums that they'll have, or I'll just like get obsessed with like an entire album. It's usually not that weird in between. But it's like, but this time it was. I just like yeah. I don't know. Super good though. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite song is Paris. I really like that song. That one's really good. I like the song. Okay, so his album's called Brand New, but he also has a song called Brand New, and I yeah. love it. I love that song. Super good. That's such a, such a hype song. If you want, like, a hype, not hype song, yeah. that song. It's, like, really feel good. It's, like, a song that you would play in the car when the sun is, like, setting, and you're with your friends, and you're laughing, and the windows are rolled down in the summer, and, like, that song's playing, and, like, you're just like, mm, life is good. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of, like, yellow, but not yellow anymore, because yellow's not like that in my life anymore <laughs> yellow is another drama song but i feel like yellow is kind of like that too though like the feel good like kind of dr- okay that's actually more dramatic for i feel like it's definitely not dramatic i feel like it's not hype i feel like i don't think i've yellow that way <laughs> <laughs> i never have but it's okay but yeah today we're going to talk about like our missionaries desire because like a lot of people don't realize like when you become catholic or christian like you get told constantly to like share the gospel share the good news share like jesus like what jesus like what story and everything like that but like a lot of people 
I find, especially Catholic, it may seem, just like in my opinion and what I've observed, um, that they don't feel like they don't need to share the good news necessarily. Because like a lot of people know about Jesus. A lot of people know about the Bible. A lot of people know like he died, risen from the dead. But there's a moment in like, uh, I find a Christian Catholic's life where you like um, mature uh, spiritually and desire to share this good news with everyone. Because you get told this, but it's not until you get that desire. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And maybe it might spark, like, your desire to, like, start sharing the mission. Because, like, we had this desire and we started sharing it. And because it didn't happen right away. Of course, you heard my story where, like, I was raised Catholic, left the faith, and came back. And when I had the desire to share the faith, it was the same day I had the conversion. I would like to, like, actually... It was not actually the same day. It was, like, a few days after. Um... It was like I had my conversion, and then I got to encounter the relic of Saint Francis Xavier, so one of the patrons of the mission, uh, patrons of missionary, like missionary work, and like I, I don't know, got this weird power source, Holy Spirit moment thing, uh, and then that's when I received my missionary's heart desire. It was really beautiful. It was really, I don't know how how to explain it. It's like an extraordinary thing where I want to share the good news. And I knew people knew, because especially living in Canada, people hear about Jesus all the time. Of course, like, there's Christmas, there's Easter, like, people hear about Jesus, right? Even people get, like, time and a half working on Good Friday, right? So people know it's a significant situation, but, like, they don't understand why. But I had a desire to share that. And, like, at first, I didn't really know what to do. Like, I felt really lost about, like, sharing the good news and sharing, like, um, the gospel, sharing about Jesus' story. But I had a desire to. And, like, to be honest, for the first few weeks, it was super, I don't know. Like, I just, like, I want to share, but I didn't want to seem crazy. I didn't want to seem like those crazy Christians or mm. I don't know if you even call them Christians. Like, do you know who I, like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, those people that are yelling in the street. Like, would you consider them Christian or would you, like... Well, if they have Jesus at the center of their life, I would guess they are. But also, I feel like they're not very, like, charitable of the way they speak. And they don't really, like, I don't know. I think they have... Okay, yeah. So, I feel like they have, like, a very um, strong desire to share the faith. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't really think I know anyone personally like that. But when I do see those videos... Um, they don't very seem like very charitable people, very like loving in the sense of like the way that they preach the gospel. But, you know, it's all like, I don't know them personally. So maybe they are Christians because as long as Jesus is at the center of their life, I guess like if, if that's at the center of their heart, then I guess they are. But I don't know. I wouldn't know until I like personally knew one. But yeah, definitely the way they evangelize is very, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. I wanted to be that person, but I didn't want to be that person because I wanted to like share to the rooftops about like Jesus' like love for you and like how like he can change your life because he changed my life. And like one night and like the next night he like put that desire in my heart, and I just wanted to share his love. And I found that really hard to do and really lost. Like I felt really lost to be honest. Other than like the whole screaming and like kind of being like one of those like crazy kind of I don't know. I don't know what the right word is like like intense just like intense. Super intense yeah 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 so 
Abigail, did you have a moment like that for yourself? Like, where did you receive your missionary's desire? Like, where did, like, where was all the, be- what, what was the beginning of like, oh yeah, I want to share the gospel instead of being like, yeah, I'm down. Like, I'm happy to be Catholic, but I'm not like, I don't, like, I don't need to necessarily share it. Like how, like, when did that feeling start for you? Mm, yeah. So for me, uh, you guys, I guess this would have been the first episode of this season, um, I shared my story of my conversion and how I, like, was uh, raised Protestant and believed that there was a God, um, all that. And then, yeah, I uh, I felt that my faith was missing something and I kind of was slipping away from it. And then I went to a conference called Steubenville, Steubenville Atlantic, which is the one I went to. And I had this beautiful conversion in adoration there. And... Yeah, so I remember the moment that I had my conversion, I left that room, I left adoration full of this joy and this zeal and this feeling that I like never, ever, ever felt before. And I remember literally going to my small group because we were just like going back to our little small groups after that. Um, And I remember super clearly like where we were and everything. And I remember telling them, guys, like my life was just changed, like. I want, like, everyone needs to know what just happened. Like, were you guys there? Did you guys see, like, Jesus is really there? And, like, that just happened. And, like, I was just mind blown by the fact that, like, Jesus was literally there. And I literally, like, experienced him. And I was like, wait, no, this is this is not a joke. This is not just, like, a story in the Bible. Like, these are not just Bible stories, like, for kids, not just fairy tales. Like, this is real. And I remember just asking my small group, like, do you guys realize what just happened? And, like, I remember being so shocked and I remember going to my youth pastor later explaining what happened and I was like I don't know what to do like all I know is that I experienced Jesus and other people need to know about Jesus and like let's go let's like I want to be involved with youth group like just let's go I don't know I just know that I want people to know about Jesus so yeah to answer your question the second like pretty much like instantaneously I the second that I realized that Jesus is real I was like let's go people need to know like I because not because I wanted to force it on them but because I was so full of joy and so life-changed and I felt like I just like found out this beautiful treasure that the world needs to know so yeah yo that's actually so beautiful actually oh my goodness like I felt like you were like more in check than I was to be honest I just wanted to yell to the rooftops about like <laughs> who Jesus was how much he loves you and how he's gonna change your life and you just had like a more like I guess like a uh, grounded approach <laughs> but at the same time it makes sense with our personalities like not saying I'm not yeah. a grounded person but I'm more like I'm like full scented I'm in a full sense yeah. I'm like um some ridiculous plan that doesn't really make sense but kind of makes sense but like you're more like I guess organized in a sense to yeah like I was like ready to full send my plan but I was like how can I do it and then I like went for guidance and like what do I do like youth group okay and then I just like full sent youth group like I went on and I like um started leading youth group like not well actually yeah so I started like emceeing and then I started leading worship and um would sometimes lead youth group and then just like all these crazy things like at a very young age like 15 years old I was like running small groups and writing talks and giving talks and planning out the year and I just like I mean the second that I had this desire like I went to my youth pastor and was like let's go like let's just do this and I full sent it once I figured it out but it did 
like, yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean there. I definitely had to organize my thoughts before I just went for it. <laughs> yeah, because, like, it definitely took me a while to, like, really proceed on from, like, the feeling of, like, I want to share the gospel. I want to, like, share. I just want to, like, share Jesus' love and tell people about it. Like, it took me, like, I remember the first thing I did was, like, it was about two weeks after the conference, like, the Rise of the Young Adults Conference. is called Rise Up, run by a Catholic Christian Outreach. Uh, for university students and like other young adults and i remember the first person i told was like shout out to john brundage he's now a seminarian with companions of the cross Uh, i told him my story i was like john this is what happened at rise up and i want to share the gospel and what can i do and like it was already like i guess like semester already started so like i like he decided to teach he was already teaching me in growth like one of the um, cco faith studies and yeah, it was like really beautiful, but I didn't really do anything particularly until I got this email, until I decided to contact Camp Fortiwa. Um, and this is when the whole like really full sense. So like essentially like for Abigail, very short period of time for me, I had that feeling in January or I guess like end of December, January. And then I didn't really do anything. I wasn't able to like actually like start doing a missionary type plan until june and like not really like sharing the gospel until like july like i remember i shared my testimony in march like to like in the cco summit summit is like where there's like praise and worship and also um there's adoration and benediction and also the exposition of the holy eucharist so it's like the the place where catholics truly believe that jesus is closest to them which is so beautiful. And that is where I shared um, my first testimony ever. I remember being so stressed. And I remember telling John Brundage. He told me like a, a day or two before or something. And I'm like, what? I'm telling my testimony? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, what? And it's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, it's like, it's done, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, it is. Like, I was working on it for two weeks. And like, I was so surprised. Because I remember like one of my other friends, like, um, she said like, are you going to, share your testimony for the summit and I'm like no I don't think so like John hasn't told me anything like I don't expect myself to like share like it's good to have a testimony right just to have it ready and everything like that and then I remember like a few seconds later like John was like yeah you're gonna share your testimony and I'm like oh (laughs) and like it was in front of like 150 people like the first that's the very first time and like I'm a baby I still felt like a baby Catholic to be honest because of course I was raised Catholic and I feel like there's a big difference between like being like being raised catholic and like accepting catholic as catholicism as like as your own type thing so like i still felt like a baby catholic like i knew the ins and outs but i didn't truly know god's love for a very long time um so yeah that's why it took me so long to like really advance on to like um to go from like not doing anything to like doing something so yes and especially I felt like God's call with Camp Wetiwa. I said full sent at that, went to Colorado, started sharing the gospel to all the youth. Oh my goodness, this is actually such a big mission moment. Okay, so um, I think it was the third week and there was this girl. She was with us the whole entire week, kind of sassy, 
kind of like didn't want to be there but she was amazing towards the end and i remember like we were at our last campground like we were backpacking for like i think 12 days by then and um we decided to just go into like driving campground because like it was closer to the spot like where the pickup was where like their parents are going to pick the girls up so we went there and for them to just like be able to explore and be able to like just like chill out and not like be worried about like being in the backcountry I guess like the last day right and the girls decided to do a walking rosary and I'm like okay let's just like do it and of course there's like three us leaders and like we're just all doing the rosary and like it's a catholic camp so like it's catholic program so we I don't know they're like about the ages of like grade 8 grade 9 grade 10 so like you know just make okay great yeah so the girls were like in grade 8 grade, grade 9 grade 8 grade 9 grade 10 and um or maybe grade eight grade, maybe grade nine grade ten i don't know like around those ages and we just made the pre-assumption since they all came from catholic families because like to join camp for us which is a very popular camp i think one of the main things is like you have to be catholic type thing um and whatnot so yeah we just assumed they all knew how to pray the rosary and we all went to catholic school like because it's quite quite the expensive camp i guess so like like, most likely the kids, like, wouldn't... Like, unless, like, the parents' preference, right? So, but we just made these pre-assumptions, right? All these pre-assumptions. Mm-hmm. So we started praying the rosary, doing all that. I think we're, like, about the fourth or fifth decade. And one of the girls come up. And this is, this, like, the sassy girl that's, like, didn't really want to be there. But she ended up loving it and, like, ended up putting Christ at the center of her life. My goodness. Beautiful. And she came up to me and said, Pia... I'm like, yeah, what's up? And we're, like, in the middle of praying. So, like, of course, I'll, like, attend to her because, like, I'm the leader. She's like, I don't know how to do this. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, I don't know how to do this thing you're doing. I'm like, the rosary? It's like, no, I don't know how to pray at all. I'm like, it's okay. You don't know how to pray the rosary. It's like, but I feel like everyone knows. And, like, I don't want to, like, out myself. And then she's like, and I'm like, okay, well, what would you like to do? It's like, I would love to learn how to pray. And I'm like, you'd like to learn how to pray. It's like, and then I was like, can I, she's like, but I don't want to pray with the girls. I just want to like learn how to pray. Cause I don't have to pray like the hail Mary, our father. Like she essentially, she was just like raised as like a baptized Catholic, did all the sacraments, but she wasn't actually like, her parents didn't like follow through with anything per se. Um, and like her parents sent her there specifically to become more Catholic, which is like, a really beautiful part on her parents to like really make an effort knowing that they didn't have enough resources to share with their kids that decided to like send her to this camp. So yeah. I, so I was like, okay, let's go ahead. Like I remember, like I was telling my, le- uh, my co-leaders, I was like, Hey, I'm going to like bring her a little bit forward, um, sit her down and like teach her how to pray the rosary. Um, so I taught her how to pray the rosary. So beautiful. And she's like, Pia, it's like, yeah, it's like, um, I'm like, what's up? And she's like, well, I want to share the gospel with my family, but I don't know how. And I'm like, okay, this is so beautiful. And like little, like, oh my goodness. Because I keep a lot of like little things in my in my like journal and stuff like that. Because I have a little pocket in my journal. And like, so I gave her the UR, like ultimate relationship. I'm like, share this with your family. This is like the four important parts of the gospel. Because I want my parents to know Jesus' love for them. And like, and I want to pray the rosary every night. I want to like 
um, share this with my brother. I want to like share this with my mom and dad because like this changed my life. Like this backpacking trip, just no, it was fun. But the thing that changed my life the most was experiencing Jesus for the first time and experiencing Jesus's love. Wow! And I was like, this is why I have a missionary heart to yeah. share this. Yeah. And like, I spent like an hour and a half with her, and like the rest of the girls were just like um doing their own thing. I think the it's okay there was like three of us and there's like 10 girls so like they had like nine girls to them so like it was okay that I was with like her and um the as soon as she said that I was like wow this is why I want to share God's love because I didn't realize that Jesus like really affected her life and she started crying and bawling she's like I love Jesus so much and I want my parents to know like it's making me tear up thinking about this because I remember yeah I'm starting to tear up (laughs) it's just okay, so there's yeah sorry keep talking it's just like so beautiful and like how she wanted desired to pray the rosary and i gave her like this little path like i didn't know i had this path like, like how to pray the rosary i've like learned how to pray the rosary since i was like first grade so i didn't need this but i had this i give this to her like pia thank you so much and she like hugged me and she was like crying when she like left her parents and then i remember like she like brought brings out the ur and i was like like this is why god puts this missionary desire so i can like like share this story like share his love with youth and like because i have like such a passion for youth and such a passion for like the gospel that's why like net is so good net net is so good <laughs> this is like oh my god <laughs> like that's like my first missionary moment ever in my life like i can't like i can't forget that like it was so good it was so beautiful it was so amazing and ever since then I just wanted to share the gospel and like fight for the ones that Jesus died for. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a lot, but <laughs> that is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I am literally like have a couple tears running down my face at the moment because when you started sharing the story, it was super beautiful. And then, like, oh my gosh, when you said that is a moment I knew, like, this is why. And then. I, it hit me when he said that, like, oh my gosh, like, that is true. But not only that, but sounds like that girl <laughs> um, had that missionary zeal in that moment, too. And so, yeah, it sounds like that's where that girl had that moment where she encountered Jesus. And then it sounds like she truly had that missionary's desire and that, like, zeal for the mission. Like, she wanted to go and tell her family she wanted to evangelize with her family and tell them because she was like you know this was fun this was a really fun camp this was a fun experience but like the best part was I got to encounter Jesus and when you were sharing this story I just started to tear up because I was like that's just that's just it like one person has a conversion and they go out and they share with others and then even that group of girls like we don't know the rest of the other girls stories maybe they were transformed by jesus that like that time or maybe later on in the future we don't know yeah we don't know like where the other girls stories are at so like maybe at that retreat or not a retreat but that camp um maybe their lives were also changed by jesus but what we know is that like that one girl like even if it was just that one girl like she then had that desire and now she went to go evangelize and then Think about it. She went to go evangelize. We don't know what happened next. Only God knows. Um, but she went out to evangelize. And then who knows? Maybe Jesus touched one of 
that person's life like whoever she was evangelizing to's lives and then they went out and that that's just how it is guys like that is literally so beautiful like think about that just think about how beautiful that is like wow i started tearing up because i just hit me like that's just it like that's just it (laughs) it's just beautiful wow that just hit me as well no i that hit me but then it hit me again i'm like i didn't i knew that wow yeah Yeah. it's just like you don't even know like you receive this missionary heart desire right you don't know like you can encounter jesus but like maybe not everyone has the opportunity to see jesus like exposed it's just like because like imagine like not everyone's able to just like encounter jesus like in like him being exposed in the eucharist right it's like you like like you as a person are able to reveal jesus to them like just able to like show your joy like your testament your witness to them like like i think was they were able to experience jesus right um these girls because um a priest decides to hike eight hours up to where we're at have confession for them have mass and also have like um benediction right which is so so beautiful but it was not until like the last day she realized she encountered jesus not until the last day that i shared the rosary with her i shared like the ultimate relationship with her it was like then that she maybe she received the decided to put christ at the center of her life then but it's not until then she had like missionary's heart so i feel like the missionary's desire is actually so important because like yes people may know about jesus but it's not until they really encounter because the thing we have is so good is so so good like why hide it like why keep it to yourself like you need to share it and i feel like that's why me and abigail ultimately did net like we received this missionary desire like we decided to like go full send on our ministries of course like god really eased me in 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 a ministry that like i was passionate for the outdoors and like he added that into a ministry but we both ended up at net like on net and like what we do on like what abigail said about like her missionaries like um the girl that i was talking about having her mission and how she was spreading we encounter so many youth over um over the year and so like, many so many can imagine we don't know where they're at now like we don't know at all no clue yeah but they could share like what's one mission moment on the road that really reminded you like wow this this youth has the missionary's heart desire or missionary's desire was there ever a time like that for you i'm trying to think i definitely feel like there was oh my gosh there was yeah okay yeah, a time I can really remember is actually the last retreat that uh, the team ever put on. It was a weekend retreat, and I had a small group. Um, they were the grade 12 girls. And, yeah, they were there, and some of them were really far from their faith, and some of them were, like, really into it. And, you know, it's, like, kind of the typical small group, I guess, how it usually is. But, yeah, there was a... There was a quite a few girls in my small group, probably like, I don't know, nine, I would say nine or 10. I don't remember the exact number, but I just remember, you know, journeying with them throughout the week, the weekend. And uh, we did, we had this ador- like a night of adoration and there were, there were a lot, a lot of youth. It was beautiful. Um, that retreat, I know changed a lot of lives. And I, we had like a little open mic at the end of the retreat and people shared their like glory stories. Um of kind of what happened 
to their own hearts and adoration and through the weekend and stuff. And you could just tell there was a lot of youth that their lives were changed and transformed completely. And they were going home different. I know there was a couple of people who said that they were going to go home to their families and tell them about Jesus. They were going to go to school and start um, telling, you know, the kids like their, their lives were just about to be changed. You could just tell this. Uh, But my small group specifically, uh, I went, I know we were talking about the weekend and I remember every single one of those girls that moment said, I want to commit my life to Christ. Not only that, I want to apply to be an missionary, all of them. So they all took an application. Um, and I don't know where these girls are at now. I pray for them all the time, but they were very, they're just very sweet. And you could tell their lives were changed right there. And just with my small group and all the other youth who were like going up to the open mic saying they wanted to share with their families like that entire retreat just felt like a whole glory story to me like and I really believe it was because Jesus was present in the Eucharist and because they got experience adoration and they got a deep dive in with their community and not only that but they had each other too because it was like a it was this whole like it was a couple classes and you could just tell they were like in this together and I remember the girls in my small group they weren't going back to school because they were in grade 12 but I think two of them were like going to the same university together or applying and they were like, we're going to stick together and like, let's go out and let's like tell people because this is amazing what happened here. And I was like, whoa. And I just remember, I I don't know. I remember that was a retreat. What a beautiful last retreat, like for sure. But that is one moment I can really remember that I was like, oh my gosh, this is why I do this. <laughs> wow oh my goodness that's actually so beautiful and it's like so good that god has blessed you with like a last retreat not just like a retreat that was like mundane per se i don't know like those retreats that like none of the youth are engaged they're kind of like yeah. there per se no but the youth were like on fire and changed like their life thousand percent thousand percent yeah like of course you like you don't know where they are now but you never know like you never never yeah. know wait yeah, have you seen know. their name on the missionary list or no i have not i have not seen their names but okay. yeah i i still pray for them all the time of course yeah. maybe not now is like their time for net maybe it's like exactly i don't know maybe a few years because like of course i joined net when i was like 24 so that's pretty old yeah. in net world i guess um <laughs> <laughs> so like years it could be years um but you put that desire in their heart uh, not you well Jesus i didn't did. Jesus did yeah. but yeah it was yeah. beautiful that i got a journey with them and be their small group leader and like walk with them and i think that is just one of the most i think that is yeah <laughs> it was just so beautiful that i could journey with them and i could just like watch them um fall in love with jesus right there at that retreat and like after adoration i mean literally it felt different like it just felt different like the whole all of them it just I can't even explain it. It was the Holy Spirit, a thousand percent. But you could just tell youth lives were changed. And I don't think it was just a couple. I don't think it was just my small group. Like, you know, this might be crazy to say, but like, I think every single one of those youth in that room's lives were changed that day. Um, And that's just, it's just beautiful. The fact that I, that's, that's my favorite part about being a missionary is watching this. Like, Mm -hmm. and going back to, guys, I went back to, um, moment of when I had my conversion and adoration. I remember right before adoration happened, I was actually the one chosen to give my testimony. And I remember just saying like, guys, just like, oh, you know, if anything happens, just if I can give you one piece of advice, just ask 
for the Holy Spirit to come and say, God, if you're real, show yourself to me. Just reveal yourself to me. And I remember saying that to them. And I remember like just thinking back, really thinking back at my first um, ex- encounter with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus for real in adoration and seeing how that took me to like being in that missionary and seeing how those youth lives right there were changed. And now I got to watch their lives being changed and knowing maybe one day in whatever way they're called to mission, because I think people are called to mission. Sorry, this is going on a little tangent, but I think whatever way people are called to mission is very different sometimes. Um, sometimes we're just called to be missionary in our own homes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Some of us are called to go out and with CCO or with focus. Um, yeah. But that's just the thing. Like, we're all called to be missionaries in different ways. And it's just so beautiful. So, so beautiful. But my goodness, beautiful to journey with those youth, essentially, is what I'm trying to, my point I'm trying to get at. Just absolutely beautiful. So beautiful. I was going to say beautiful. I feel like there should be other words. I feel like I always think about beautiful. And like, you know, there should be another word. Beautiful, but like, amazing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's what it is though like it's so so amazing so beautiful so like all these amazing words because like it's like amazing how the holy spirit works and like Mm. and when you like let the holy spirit work it's so oh my goodness okay well we're talking about about all these amazing experiences outside of quarantine you know what we're gonna talk about how we've been doing this how to deal with our missionary's heart desire that sounds so weird a missionary's desire how's it been at home um, with your missionary's heart like how have you been dealing with that like what have you been doing to like because of course I feel like our desire keeps on going right so just it doesn't just stop like how have you been like I guess fueling the soul yeah that's a good question okay so I remember at first I wasn't too sure what to do um but with a lot of prayer and discernment I really strongly felt a couple different things I guess um one that it was time for me to be a missionary at my house. Um, it was a time for me to be a missionary in my own home and to just love, to love my family around me, which very much easier said than done, to be honest. I feel like that is the case with most families. I don't know, maybe just mine, but um, definitely easier said than done. But yeah, I just felt called to be a missionary at my own home, to just love them and to serve them. Um, and not only that, but to receive God's love and to abide in his love in this time but also I did feel called to uh suddenly work in online mission online ministry I didn't really know where to go from there so yeah I kind of prayed more about that but felt a call and a desire to I felt a strong uh desire and call to start an Instagram account and I called it a joyful Catholic if guys are interested in following it we can put it in the description you can follow but yeah um so I started that and I would just like write little reflections and talk about my faith and just journey with my followers um on that account and just I was like okay this is you know this is a way that I can still um share and I can still um be missionary but in a different way and it's gonna be very different but I Got out of my comfort zone. I did that. Super beautiful. I love it. Um, also, another thing is this podcast. This is a podcast mm-hmm. that I never would have thought I would have been someone who had a podcast. If you would have asked me a couple months ago, I'd have been like, really? What? Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I had this desire. And I remember 
straight up just telling Pia, like, oh my goodness, I love podcasts. Like, it'd be so cool to have a podcast. And and Pia was immediately like, let's do it. And I was like, okay. So yeah, anyway, those are the kind of things that I've been doing is I've been really focusing and trying to like love my family and to invest more in my relationship with God because I really feel like something I've personally learned um, is to be a missionary, a better missionary in the future, I need to sit at Jesus's feet and just to love him and accept his love for me and to fall deeper in love with him where I'm at currently right now and that I can go back out. But yeah, at the same time, I'm still like, ah, I have those desires and I'm still like journeying with people through like social media and stuff. So yeah, it's really cool to see how God has been using um, me and my gifts that he's given me in this time. But definitely, definitely different than what I expected. Um, if you would have asked me six months ago if I expected any of this, my answer would be absolutely not. I would have laughed, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. What about you, Pia? But I would, like, actually, I'd just like make a comment because, like, it's kind of like Martha and Mary, right? It's kind of like, you know, how, like, Jesus came and then, like, Martha, no, Mary was at, like, Jesus' feet, like, listening to him and being like, yes, oh my God, it's amazing. And then Martha's like, you gotta make food for Jesus. Let's go make all yeah. these things for Jesus and serve him and stuff. But it's kind of like that situation for you. It's like, you were serving Jesus in like an extraordinary way, essentially making his food, making amazing food for him so you can be able to eat. But now Jesus is asking you to be like Mary and just be able to sit. And it's like, so yeah. like, like one way is not better than the other. And like this example is just like, is proven. Cause like, I feel like a lot of people have opinions that, oh yeah, you should be a Martha. No, you should be a Mary. But like, if it's in the Bible, like Jesus wants to be both, right? Wants us to Absolutely. call us to both. Absolutely. Just so amazing. Um, but for me, it's been very similar to you, um, serving my family. Because, like, since I was 16, I've been telling this to Abigail, since I was 16, I've never had the time to just, like, serve my family and be with my family. Because, like, ever since I was 16, very busy. Like, working school, working school, ministry, like, all those things. Always away the, from the house. Even though, I, like, I've never really, like, officially moved out. But I've always been, like, I just, like, slept here, right? And I've always been doing ministry, work, school. And this is the first time ever in my life where I'm able just to like rest, rest and be with my family. So serving my family, not saying it's easy. Again, it's a bit hard because it's family. Um, and also like this podcast, like being able to like talk, like talk about my faith with this podcast. But also another thing is like reaching out to the friends that aren't my Catholic friends actually is like been a big thing with me because um during our wrap-up, like, Emma Frad, she's, like, an alumni of Net Canada, said, like, oh, reach out to your Catholic friends. Like, not Catholic friends, because, like, they're also your friends as well. And I'm just, like, talking to them and just, like, remembering that, like, not everyone has Christ at the center of their life, but you being a witness and showing you, showing your joy towards them is, like, just easily a way to evangelize. It, just as much as saying like oh yeah I love Jesus you should love Jesus too and encounter him and like loving them wh where they're at so that's the things that I've been doing which has like been so beautiful and like me like yeah. realizing because I okay don't get me wrong love my Catholic friends love my Christian friends but I also love my like secular friends because they also need to be loved as well and also need to see this witness but of course like it's not going to be as direct as like for example with Abigail it's like I love Jesus Jesus is so good praise God instead of saying that like saying like oh like that's such a joy like i don't know being very like religious neutral per se but being able for them to see that witness that i have and the joy that i had still during quarantine like it's been so good 
Like that's what I've been really working yeah. on. So yeah. That's so beautiful. I think that's so good and so needed. We're supposed to love people. I think where they're at, no matter where they're at. And if they don't have Christ at the center of a life of their life, um, just our example and just our joy that is not our joy, but it's God's joy through us that radiates off of us. When they see that, that's like attractive. Like it's just like because we are mm-hmm. so full. We're so full of joy. Uh, and I really truly think that the that Jesus and the Holy Spirit is just like radiating off of us. And that is beautiful. Cause I remember before I even had my conversion, um, there was these like ladies at the church uh that I went to, and there's this one lady specifically and she just had this beautiful joy that radiated off of her. And I remember thinking to myself before I had my conversion, when I was kind of confused at everything, I remember thinking, I don't know what she has, but I know that I've never met, or if I've, if I have met, I've not many, met many people like this, but she has something that I don't have, and I want that. And I remember thinking that, and I remember also going to that conference and when adoration was happening everybody was like praising jesus and they had this joy and i remember what is this i don't i don't know what this is but i want it like i desire this so yeah i think that's so beautiful what you said there pia because those friends that you have you might never know like they might be seeing you and full of joy and they might be thinking what is that like i want that they might really desire that so even just by being a witness that we can be missionaries for sure Mm-hmm. which is so beautiful because that's such a that's a like to be a missionary is to love everyone and to like share Jesus' love to everyone not the ones that are just seeking him and not the ones that like are put in our like midst but like everyone even like people that are like close to us like that you would never think to like evangelize but it's not going to be the same way to evangelize to them as you would do for for example like a retreat or something it's like way different but you're still evangelizing them it's wow this is actually so beautiful this is such a beautiful episode (laughs) wow like I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. 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 But yeah, if you guys have any questions about anything, um, during at this time, Net's looking for eight more missionaries. I don't know if you guys wanna yeah. fill that missionaries desire in that way. hmm I put so okay, a little announcement. Last time we were talking about how our podcast is gonna have an Instagram and it's up, mm-hmm. it's up, it's out. We will leave the link in the description a thousand percent. Um please <laughs> go give it a follow. I'm super super excited about it but yeah if you are interested in being a mission in the way of going out and um, proclaiming the gospel to youth across canada um i did post how net is looking for eight more missionaries um on the story on the instagram so that should be it should be in one of the um highlight things so you can mm. definitely go and find that. And we'll also leave the link in this description of like where to apply and how to apply. If you have any questions at all, please. I would love, yeah. like P and I would love to like answer any of your questions. So yeah, um, if that is like a little desire or a big desire in your heart, my goodness, please yeah. talk to us. And if or you're like just scared, just like, just, just ask for application. The discerning process, the discernment process, is in the application itself. It's yeah. not just like, oh, I don't want to do net. Like, you, just like yeah. if you feel like a little tinge, just ask for the application. Just look at it. You don't have to fill it out. <laughs> like, you don't have to fill it out. And even if you do fill it out and like have your interviews, 
and still feel like I don't think this is for me that's okay that's okay it's all part of the process like thousand percent um oh my goodness yeah and again like I just want to let you guys know like being a missionary is like you're saying it's maybe not going out like absolutely beautiful if you feel called to do net or cco or focus or any of those beautiful Mm -hmm. beautiful missions um absolutely beautiful and i very recommend but also if you feel and you like discern this and feel like you need to be um um a missionary just by the way you love people maybe you need to be more Mm -hmm. like a mary or maybe you can discern whether you're called to mary or martha in this time um that's beautiful too just the way that you live out your faith is beautiful and just the way that you treat others and maybe it's just um by loving your family i think it's mother Teresa that said if you want to become a saint go home and love your family i think that's the quote or Mm -hmm. or almost the uh, pretty much a quote we can leave the quote in the description (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. but i just want to encourage you guys because sometimes it's just being home and loving mm-hmm. the ones around you or, or even going to that Starbucks or Tim Hortons or wherever you are and like saying simply like just being really kind to mm-hmm. the um, barista or cashier whoever whatever who, wherever you are at um, best stranger you don't know like how their day is going like that is just a reflection of Um, God's love because that's the thing Jesus loved everyone like everyone he encountered and he calls us to that too so whoever you are wherever you are listening to this I want to just like encourage you wherever you are at you can love anybody all the time anytime it's great yes 100% oh my gosh that's such a beautiful send-off I just wanted to say thank you so much um if you're listening right now wow hi thank you thank you for listening um I just wanted to remind you or let you know if this is your first time listening that you can leave us five stars and you can also hit the little subscribe button uh, where you'll be seeing podcast episodes from us every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, and you can listen every single week to this podcast. And also I would, we would both love if you wanted to share this with a friend like absolutely um maybe you're listening to this episode and you're like wow I feel like I want to share this uh with a friend or like anywhere just anywhere and you really have a desire in your heart even to just simply share this episode you know maybe that'll be how you evangelize today I don't know but (laughs) if you even feel like that totally share absolutely would love that so spread the word um leave us five star rating and subscribe and we would love that. Also, DM us on our... Yeah. Oh, also, follow us and DM us if you... Yes. Because that would be so... We would love it if you followed us on this Instagram account because yes. I worked really hard on creating it and some good content is going to be up there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. But anyways, it's Pia. It's Abigail. Stay lit, guys. <laughs>